If you had to pick a favorite between Tom and I, Christiane. Oh, wow. She didn't even hesitate. Easy answer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm not so sure that she's not trying to sabotage me here, but – Absolutely. (laughs) I am up in the rankings. You are. You are. All right. I'm not inferring she's making it easier for you. She would find a way to make it harder for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see if that's actually true and see what our our, uh, quiz is this week. Yeah. All right. Let's go. What do you got? Okay. First up, we have a medium-sized, dense, multi-stem, deciduous, woody shrub. Lots of words there. Wow. Facultative upland, six to ten foot tall, six to twelve foot wide, and its native range is southeastern North America, from Virginia to Florida, west all the way up to Alberta, and West Virginia. All right. This would be a little easier if I was paying attention. (laughs) Did you give us actually five things? I did. All right. I know you gave us a lot of things, but it felt like a bunch of them were grouped into Deciduous one Deciduous woody shrub is all right. two things all, that you all asked. All right. Me, all so. right. And range. All right, Tom, do you want to ask a question? Uh, I'm going to go with what I asked last time. And is Does it uh, produce a fruit? It does produce a fruit, but it's not something that we really use. All right. I'm trying to decide I whether to ask I should have flower. refined that question and I, seen if I like added a color to it. I, I was, I'm trying <laughs> to de- decide whether I want to ask flower color or fall color. Um, let's go flower. Does it flower? It does. Um, does it? Yes. <laughs> Deep red flowers. Deep red flowers. Deep red flowers. Oh, God. All right. All right, I have a guess. Uh, Brian, have I'm going to let you guess first. I might just uh, copy off of you. I'm going to say deep red flowers, facultative upland, 6 to 10, with a southern range. I'm going to say Calacanthus floridus. I'm, I'm, I am I'm have no clue. I'm going to copy off Which Fran. is sweet shrub? Also sweet shrub is the common name? Calacanthus floridus. I, just, uh, I can't let them get up, up, get right. up on me right. if I don't know the answer. You got it. Brand you got I it. am a I'm native even plant giving, rock star. I'm not even giving myself credit for that one. <laughs> You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. So the reason I know this plant is because I, I when I lived in Delaware, I had it planted in my yard. But it's also, I think, Michael Durr's – like if you were to rate – his descriptions in the manual for mm-hmm. what he plants, like this is one of his favorite plants. And on the flip side, if you want to see what he dislikes, look up Prunus glandulosa in that <laughs> in that book at some point. If you want to know how he feels when he doesn't like something, that will be a fun exercise. But um, even though I had a plant in my yard and I'm familiar with it, I don't really know a whole yeah, lot Yeah, I don't know it. a so, lot about it. I think my parents have it in their yard, and I've, I've heard about it before, but I uh, really wasn't familiar with it at all. Yeah, so I guess this gives us the opportunity to learn a bit. Christiane, real quick, what was the most interesting fact that you learned when researching this one? You're going to learn that in our lightning. All right, all right, all right. We'll see how – wouldn't it be horrible if I guessed it and then like zeroed the lightning (laughs) round? So um, 
as you mentioned, six to 10 foot tall, six to 12 foot wide. I guess it would be good to say welcome back to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm Fran. We're out of practice, and yeah. I'm Tom. And our producer, Christiane. Hello. Um, and today's plant is Calacanthus floridus, which is eastern sweet shrub. It's also called Carolina allspice and sweet shrub. Um, so 6 to 10 foot tall, 6 to 12 foot wide. It is a facultative upland. Uh, southeastern uh, United States, Virginia to Florida, west to Alberta. West to Alberta? Like the western range of Canada. Interesting. Really? Really? That's what I found. Wow. And that's what and the West map Virginia. Showed me. All right. Um, it's in the Calicanthiae uh, family, which is a strawberry shrub, uh, lustrous dark green uh, leaves, uh, pale beneath, ovate to elliptical leaves uh, to six inches, medium sized, dense, multi stem, deciduous, woody shrub. It is dioecious. And. Uh, it has very fragrant, two-inch wide, brown to deep red flowers that bloom at the end of short branchlets. So when and, we had a uh, a picnic in your mm-hmm. parents' backyard, it, that was in prime prime bloom at the time. We were all going back and, and smelling. Yeah, and that's what I remember about it is it had like it's just very, very fragrant. Um, those blooms, like you were saying, appear in the late spring, um, like mid-April, mid through mid-May. Sometimes even go all the way through July. Um, and they have a really cool aroma. It almost smells like pineapple. Yeah. Um, in fact, the the list we have here says it combines hints of pineapple, strawberry, and banana. I remember it smelling like really strongly of pineapple, but I'm yeah. It could have just been yeah. that individual smell. And, and when we say deep red, it's almost blood colored. Like it's that dark deep red. Yeah. Like I I would say it's pretty good. Yeah, and then um then you end up getting the seed, uh, which is uh an Friend, I don't even know how you say that. An urcolote? Urcolot? Oh, gosh. This is another great one. Uh, basically, it means it's shaped yeah. like an urn. Yes. Uh, and then it's wrinkly and leathery and encloses multiple one-seeded akines. Uh, that seed displays from August to September, and it'll start out a soft green and fade to a brown. And then it has a really cool fall color. It gets like this golden yellow. It's really, really cool. Yeah, you know, I'm glad I asked for flower. And not fall color because if I were to guess, ask for fall color, I would have guessed wrong. So uh, we did mention it was a dense uh, shrub, so it's pretty fair to guess that it's prolific uh, in its suckering habit. It can take full sun but can also take part shade. Very resistant to disease and insect problems. Uh, it has a very tough, fibrous spreading root system. Uh, even though it it is native north to Virginia – I had it in my yard in Delaware, which is still like mm-hmm. a little I, – I don't know if you're getting away with it here in New Jersey. Maybe in a mild uh, or a harsh winter you might lose it. But um, And then it does have a, a fair amount of wildlife features. Um, yeah, that's, features that's always my favorite part. Uh, it's mostly pollinated by sap beetles, wow. um, which I just went to a presentation talking about all the great things of, uh, of beetle pollination. Uh, really, I guess I knew they were pollinators, but I didn't realize how – intricately uh they were linked to certain species for for pollination wow. um and then uh the beetles are drawn to the scent uh of fermentation like that that pineapple or fruit scent fermentation gotcha. and uh and then it works uh their way into the shade of the overlapping tepals um <clears throat> after the flower is pollinated the stigmas will have withered and the beetle will move on to another flower ensuring cross-pollination uh so and then calicanthus i guess probably has to do some with the name it contains 
calicanthine. Uh, it was an alkaloid that's similar to, to strychnine. Um, Christian, you really did a great job with these, yeah, these hard to pronounce words here. I left those for you. <laughs> and, and that's actually toxic to humans and livestock. Oh, I didn't know that. So there are uh, some uses. The bark of the plant is edible, even though uh, some of the plant is toxic. The bark is edible and is reportedly used as a substitution for cinnamon. Probably uh, where the allspice, Carolina allspice comes in. Makes sense. Uh, I want Now we have to look for it to see if we can find like a, uh, a container of – of allspice yeah. that we can yeah. use. Um, the the viscous substance within the plant is reportedly used as a disinfectant. Uh, you can plant it as a specimen or near a patio or a walkway to enjoy its fragrance. It is very fragrant. So yeah. I actually had it along a fence almost as a hedge yeah. so that you could smell it when it was in bloom. And, and it does kind of make a good screen or privacy fence giving this – or uh, hedge giving the suckering um, and the denseness of the plant. And then um, its flowers, like like we said earlier, are really long lasting, and which can make it a good uh, cut flower. Which you don't usually think of shrubs being a good cut no, flower, no. but um, but this one can be. And then probably my favorite thing that I've read on here, because of its fragrance, you can use those flowers as a potpourri, or as I first read it, a poopery. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then and then actually has we have the. How it got named on here, and that's um, calcanthus for calyx, and then anthos referring to the similarity of the sepals and the petals. Awesome. I think we're ready for a lightning round. What do you think? I, I you think ready? we have to do a lightning All right. round, don't we? All right. I got I to gotta redeem myself today, although now I'm already like feeling the pressure. Like, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm, I try not to be too cocky because I very quickly like turns to anxiety. So. That's the point. <laughs> All right, go okay. ahead. First up, true false. The flower does not actually have traditional petals. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm got got an answer here. Okay. And you with a multiple choice. Despite being toxic, what are the flowers occasionally used for? Your options are teas, salve, or gum. All right. True, false. This plant is a favorite for deer foraging. Okay. True, false. The only aromatic portion of the plant is the flowers. Okay. And then true, false. This shrub does not require pruning, but it can help keep the desired form when done correctly. All right. I'm All done. Right. I think I nailed this. I think I have every single one right. All right. Go ahead. Okay. First up, true, their sepals and petals are fused into what are called tepals. Tom, how'd you Yep, do? I got it. I got it. All right. Uh, despite being toxic, the flowers are occasionally used for tea, mm-hmm. and the petals can be used in tea making, but strong caution is advised as the alkaloid in the plant may lead to heart convulsions. I'm going to actually like just yeah. point this out. Any food advice we ever give you, yeah. make sure you do your due yes. diligence and... Look it up further because, uh, yeah, I don't want that on my hands. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. All right. All right, but I'm two for two. Uh, so am I. <laughs> All right, we're both two for two today. The next one is false. The plant is rarely foraged by deer and only in extreme cases. All right, friend, you get that one right? Yes, I did. So same <laughs> three here. for three. All right. Then we have false. Most of the plant releases a scent when bruised, including the bark. Mm-hmm. Yep, right. got that one. Too. I got that one too. Oh, we're down four to the for last four. Question. All right. I think we're gonna tie. I think we both <laughs> knocked it out. 
The last one is true. The plant can be kept compact if pruning is done immediately after flowering. Did you get yeah, it, friend? I got it. I got it, too. We All both right. do you have the a, quiz. Do you have a uh, tiebreaker? I don't. Oh. I have five. Oh, okay. Here, how? here's my tiebreaker. All Which right. one do you think is the interesting fact I Oh, okay. I found. Oh, I would have to remember the questions. <laughs> I'm going to say that it's number two that it can be used for t- – the flowers can be used for Seeing – that was what I was going to pick as well. So seeing his friend pick that, I'm going to have to go with um, – what was the first one again? Uh, the flower does not actually have traditional petals. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. So I did say number two with the T's. Because I think it's fascinating that humans continue to make food items out of things that are possibly yeah. toxic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know that Christiane is a tea fanatic, so yes, she was probably yeah. thinking, oh, I wonder if I can get my hand I, that on was, some no. sweet That was the only uh, question that you asked that I remembered, and I should have just blurted out, that's uh, mine, so Frank well, couldn't get it first. Well, I am, even though I went, I went the first over time. the first time, I was perfect the second yeah. time, so I'm 50%. Yeah. So I'm still failing. So it's not <laughs> not too bad. But here's I'm, I'm at a very firm seventy percent on uh on for the for the week so See, far. See, that's really so, good. Yeah. That's really good. All right. So the big question is, do you put it in your yard? I, I now after reading this, I want to. I'm going to run out of space if I put everything I said I'm going to put in my yard <laughs> well, in my yard. You know, but uh, I think this is one that's probably jumping towards the top of the list. I. How about you, Christian? I love fragrant flowers. So that smell alone is enough to. You know, I was saying I don't know if we could get away with it in New Jersey, but I was just thinking we just talked about your yeah. parents having it in their backyard, yeah. and it's sizable, and it's probably in a little more of a protected area, which works. So I would I would totally put this in my yard. So I think it's a great choice, and we hope that everyone learned a little something today like we did. And uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow for another episode, and until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran and Tom, and we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native. <laughs>